VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the good people at mybookie.ag. Uh, they got live in-game betting, endless props, fantasy sports wagers. There's something for every gambler. And uh, they got the best player perks in the sports business. And they've been good to us, so they're going to be good to you too. They're hooking up our listeners. You visit mybookie.ag. You use promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O. When creating your account, you get a 50% bonus. So if you put down 100 bucks, they give you 50 bucks. So that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Promo code RANTO. You know what they say. You play, you win, you get paid. If you never want to hear a MyBookie ad again on this show or any other advertisement, well, all you got to do is subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And you get your own RSS feed. You get access to our show notes, which has lots of juicy information written down. Um, And also, you get the show early. And completely ad-free. I cut this all out because why am I going to ask you to become a Patreon subscriber when you already are one? So subscribe at Patreon and help out the show. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. And please use our shopping links too at uh, Sunranto.com slash shopping. There's Amazon search bar. There's the StubHub links that uh, our good friend Gianni Anamatapia just used to go to the Dodgers and Nationals game. Uh, There's all sorts of ways you can help out and help support the show as uh, we love doing it and we want to keep it come to you. So uh, join us, won't you? Now let's do a show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go Covey Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento, Michael Cotton, Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton, Sunrento, Sunrento. Oh, dude, I'm first of all. I loved the clanging of the can. Well, you <laughs> well you did it. That really added a lot. And you know, I can't believe that in seven years of Lyle and Michael uh, yelling Sunranto, that never has a can been clanged. So good job. And I love the ending up into the falsetto. Beautiful. Jo- it's Johnny Anamatapi, everybody. Back Woo! back on the show. Um, and uh, so is uh, Wheelo. Wheelo's here. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi, guys. Congratulations on your successful weekend at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. Thank you very much. Uh, You know, I I would like to start this episode uh, with how we usually end episodes, which is with a TFC, uh, this flexing cube. (laughs) And um, I got a text from you, Eric, uh, right during the Saturday game. Because, I mean, you had quite an outing, and he was great. He really was. Uh, with, uh, what, what's his name, Birch? Birch, Birch? Birch Smith. Birch Smith. And you texted me, you just said, you just got birched. 
<laughs> and then with his last words, yeah. I didn't think he was going six innings. <laughs> yeah, and then within, uh, and he did, he did great against us. But yeah. we, but I believe that in the end, it was Birch who was birched by Wilson Contreras or Birch. No, Birch, Birch was birched by Craig Council, leaving him out there for <laughs> until his arm fell off. Yeah, somebody had and to then, pitch. But to have that effort and our bullpen being so thin, he got sent down the next day. Oh, he did. Congratulations, dude. Oh, oh, we just ruined his career. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, and also, Michael Cotton will be along shortly. He's running a little bit late, but uh, Johnny and Eric got to get going at some point. So, uh, we're going to kind of start with uh, the Brewers series. But first, I want to uh, tell everybody about some events. Or, or actually, first, I want to thank everybody for even coming on Saturday to see the Bleacher Bump Band during that 15-inning debacle I know, Johnny, you texted me. You're like, I was feeling for you the whole time because we had advertised that it was going to be right after the game. All that you said was, just remember, we're starting right on time. There's an act after us. Just come on over. You know, even if the game's running a little long, you can sneak out and inning after inning, hour after extra hour of free baseball. I was like, oh, poor Danny. Well, and, <laughs> and we, we played innings 11 through 14. So it was it was fine, but we but uh, about ten people showed up after we were done playing and after the Cubs had won, they were all wet because it was raining the entire time. Like I'm I'm shocked they played, but that kind of screwed things up for us because people were like either wet and at the game and not and refusing to leave, so they missed to get the show. Oh, man. Or well, that's what Wheelo said. I was I was like, oh, I feel bad for Danny, and he said. It's 50 and raining there. Like, no one's either at the game or staying in extra innings for the game. Like, it's not a factor. Well, well, I had friends that left the game because they were wet, and because they were wet, they just went home. And (laughs) So, like, I got a lot of texts of me from people. But but still, despite all the weather and the extra innings and everything, we had a a great showing, and I had a great time. And uh, thanks for coming and celebrating my birthday with me. And I hope to see some of you this uh, Friday – uh, we're going to go to see uh, Big Z with the Chicago Dogs. And this is something I forgot to mention. And I know you guys would be a big fan. And if you were in town and not out in L.A., you'd probably love to come to this. But out at uh, Impact Fields where the Dogs play, this is opening day. And they just got Carlos Zambrano. And what they're trying to go for on opening day, they're passing out a hot dog costume to everybody in attendance. And they're going Everybody's to, getting a hot dog costume. Yeah, wow. And, and they're attempting to break the world record for the largest gathering of wieners in one location. Oh, my gosh. Which I thought could, already happened could this be, at the could, inauguration. Could this, could this event be any more Chicago? <laughs> it really couldn't. And I'm so excited, excited to buy a hat. Because it has a hot dog on it. I'm like, it might be the greatest hat. And if they have flat brim hot dog hat, I'm going to oh. rock that like a punk rapper. You know, what's going on in Chicago that you're trying to break all these records? Like last podcast, we heard about the orange event of a million people doing yoga in the field. And now they're wearing hot dog outfits. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a Guinness town, I guess. <laughs> the, the, Willis, the Willis Tower trying to be the tallest building. What's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, they try. Yeah. Uh, Let's try a little too hard if you ask me. Yeah, well, we did already break the record for longest losing streak of any Major League Baseball team. 108 <laughs> yeah. years. So, so it's in our blood. Um, and, uh, I'm feeling the, the White Sox could probably top that this year. 
Yeah, they, well, I don't know. Like, there's uh, rumblings in White Sox land right now. They're like, if we just had Justin Verlander, <laughs> we'd, we could do it, you know. I mean, the Central's winnable, and then anything can yeah. happen, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, and another little event is uh, Wayne's World is going to be shown at Gallagher Way on Wednesday. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is to complain, because they should show Cubs games. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm saying. And uh, get your tickets for Mixtape Rewind at the Blackout Cabaret at Second City in Chicago. I directed this uh, this show, and it's going to be on Thursdays in June, and it's only 10 bucks. So come on out. Um, we're going to skip Rakes, Flakes, Throws, and Blows, how we usually uh, start this. Danny, like, you directed a show that's at Second City? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to I mean, I, I didn't direct it yet. I'm in the right. process of directing it. And that's in June, Thursdays? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be around any Thursdays in June in Chicago? I will now. Oh, hells yeah. Yeah, come on out. Um, It's, uh, I guess, the 6th, 13th, whatever, 20th, 27th, so whatever that is. I think we opened the 6th. So, yeah, come. Right. And and uh, hey, we should go watch some baseball at Wrigley Field. In the Can't wait. At the same time. So... All right, well, let's talk about this series. Uh, the Cubs ate the Brewer meatloaf. Uh, did not start great for my team. The Brewers won 7-zip. And I have an excuse for this, Eric and Johnny. Okay. Because the Cubs, you know, they play a lot of day games. It's a that That's specific to Wrigley Field. We play more day games than anybody. And the night before, the Cubs had to hobnob at the Bricks and Ivy Ball. They raised $1.65 million, apparently, for Cubs charities. But, um, and it was a lot of rich dudes in there. And they all dress up. And, you know, they just got drunk. They were out late. And so they, they came out uh, anemic, went 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. And uh, that, this game, though, despite the final score, was actually a close game, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was going right back and forth with uh, Geo was rolling. I mean, you got to give credit to Gio Gonzalez in that start, man. He's been really good against you guys, and he had it going in that game. I don't get it. How <laughs> is he only – I mean, granted, he's got – right now he's on the year, and he's only played, what, three, four games? I think he's had three starts. Okay. A 169 ERA, which is very nice. Yeah, uh, and the fact that he was just sitting there for the taking, it's incredible. I mean, I was upset when the Brewers didn't re-sign Wade Miley, who signed with the Astros for peanuts and hasn't given up more than two runs in any of his starts this year. So to get this guy back and have him come right back into form like he was for us last year, it's incredible. But also, this game was going so quick, I, I knew that the, the game the next day was going to go into extra innings. You were going to get fucked by it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I had the same premonition because I went to this game on Friday, and it was uh, Cole Hamill's bobblehead so, day. So not only uh, did the Cubs lose 7-zip and didn't do shit it offensively, but I got this Cole Hamels bobblehead. It is, and I've gotten bobbleheads in other years. This thing is significantly smaller, at least one-third the size of all of the bobbleheads. So not only did the Cubs cheat cheat me on runs, I got cheated on bobblehead size. Is it as handsome as the man is in real life? Uh, I mean, as as handsome as plastic could be. Oh, Okay. I'm assuming there's a lot of female turnout for the Cole Hamill's bobblehead night, right? And it wasn't a very popular bobblehead day. I mean, oh, I boy. got I got right in line, and usually it's it's chaos, mayhem. This time, you know, you could have just just showed up your two hours early and 
and uh, walked right in without uh, getting punched in the eye, which is usually what happens on Bobblehead <laughs> Day. Do people but, uh, get there early for Bobbleheads? Well, here's the thing. The Cubs give away 10,000 of everything, whereas other teams will give away sometimes triple that many. Well, the Dodgers did 40,000 uh, for this week's giveaways. Yeah, Cubs do 10. And what they're doing is just creating, uh, I, I think, scarcity. Smart. And, and also um, fighting. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I, the bobbleheads are worth more. This one was only going for 30 bucks, but it's it's not a good one. It's not a good one. But I want to ask you, Johnny, about Gio Gonzalez. Like, doesn't it piss you off the way that Nats are struggling, that you get rid of this guy being like, ah, oh, he's no good. I don't even know what the Brewers gave you for him back it's in – it's infuriating, but Wheelow is just saying that he had the same experience. You know, these teams get rid of players and then they have a resurgence somewhere else, and I, it's inexplicable. I, I'm happy he's gone because he, he wasn't pitching well for us. So, <laughs> like, why would I be happy to have him back it's mumbling around as he, like, yeah. kicks the dirt on the mound? Yeah, Davey Martinez probably slept with his wife is what happened, so he just had to get out of there. <laughs> That seems to be, like, on a pie chart, 72% of the reasons people are traded in and out of the Nationals. <laughs> Look, uh, so you're not, I'm not liking Gerardo Parra's chances of being on your team very long, huh? No, his wife was susceptible, correct. Oh, got it. But I no, but it's to- fine. You know, like, it's the same thing. Like, Gio, he wasn't good for us, so it's gone. You know, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, Cubs only managed two hits off of him. And, and I mean, he was just... He was inducing – he only went 5.2 innings, so it's like wasn't the most exciting start in the world. Yeah, and 76 pitches too. Which yeah, is why just, did they pull him? Uh, it's just classic Craig Council analytics, man. Matchups. I think he was going maybe through his third time through the order, and, you know, they just didn't trust him. I our, thought- bull, our bullpen was fresh and everybody was available, so we wanted to get the win, I think, in this first game and set the tone. Well, Your bull penis was flaccid. Oh, hi, Michael. Yeah. Welcome to the show. We we uh, skipped your whole rakes and flakes. We'll come back to it later. But Yeah, uh, I heard uh, I, I did not realize that Johnny Onomatopoeia was going to be on this show. Oh, yeah. No, nothing nothing but the top uh, bookings on this podcast. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. How are you doing, Johnny? I'm doing great. Good to hear you. Yep. A- and hello, Eric. I don't know you uh, as well. That's why I wasn't as excited to hear from you. Well, I'm a Brewers <laughs> fan too, so I know that's always painful. No, I remember. I remember from last yeah. year. It was uh, actually fairly frustrating, but <laughs> well, this, this this series could have been a lot more frustrating. But uh, you guys pulled out those last two well, games. I, I really, say. I really thought that. It, but I, I want to talk about game one because I like complaining about losses more than uh, celebrating wins, especially when it comes at the hands of Ryan Braun. Hitting oh his God! Sixteenth home run at Wrigley. That in 365 there. I know. He just kills us. Incredible. Well, and so we we were giving it to him like crazy because he, you know, he plays left field. And so we're out there. And Ryan Braun never stops moving. The man is insane. Like he's just so fidgety and he's like constantly moving his arm and then he scratches his butt and then he scratches his shoulder. Then he puts his arm up like And so we're just yelling at him the whole time, hitting him with steroids. Like I looked up on Wikipedia that he had a, a failed restaurant. And so we were, we were hitting him with that, yeah. you know what I mean? And then he hits a home run, puts the Brewers up one nothing, and then it just, like, silenced us. You well, know? Just- like, like uh, Lyle texted to us, you know, 
they they did the thing to Harper, what, two, three years ago, and yet they still pitched to Braun. Nobody is better against the Cubs than Braun, right? Is he, yeah. like, the number one Cub killer? They should never pitch to him, ever. Not, not only did you walk Harper. We broke him. You broke him. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't hit again for the next three months. <laughs> Uh, I, I would, I'd love to break broad, but I mean, luckily we didn't have to really no, de- he, deal he, with he him breaks, in this series. Yeah, he, bro- he broke himself. He broke he himself. A, he was out of there. He only, he yeah. pinch hit and struck out on, yep. uh, uh, Saturday in the, oh in, yeah. He had a tight hamstring so he could only pinch hit, right? Yep. Tight hammy. Which is a, it's a huge loss. I mean, you expect that guy to be going all three games against you. Hits the home run in the first game, and I guess rounding the bases was a little bit too much for him. Yeah, and, that jogging, you know. that, that jogging after uh, coming off of steroids really is, is difficult. <laughs> right, <laughs> your muscles are all uh, you know lactate, lactose up and stuff. Well, that and he's a little, he's a little older. I have to say, uh, if maybe I like get startled, I pull a hamstring. Like <laughs> everything fucking hurts now. <laughs> and it's he's, that he's thirty seven now, right? Yeah, and it's that post-steroids body. I mean, when you don't use them after using them for an extended period of time, it's just been shown that you're a lot more prone to injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he, his body doesn't know how to recover on its own, so now he needs to have rest days, and, you know, he doesn't hey, have Danny, the problem do you, ever, them. do you ever say allegedly on this podcast? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, mean, I was thinking back to the last episode, and it was like a lot of, talk of people hitting their wives and stuff and it's like yeah, allegedly did you, ever, yeah. did you ever say allegedly no but we're this, being you're being sued now though that's true no this no we we just report the news and everybody can uh do with it what they want yeah i i, I think everybody uh just takes for granted that we don't have any facts just opinions yeah i mean that's why well i i think i should probably uh where, where's my little um Ah, there we there go. You go. Yeah, these are all ass stats. That, that so, just puts us, that takes us off the hook. Yep. If we're ever in court, we're just going to play this song and everybody's going to be like, ah, we get it. Your Honor, when I said he was a steroid abuser, it was an ass stat. <laughs> so, the famous ass stat defense. I, I really thought, uh, speaking of asses, I really thought that uh, when Fat Albers came into this first game, and we got those first two hits because it was so close. I mean, it was one nothing, and you guys scored it, or maybe it was three nothing at this point when Albers came in. And I was like, "Here we go, three run shot," and he's terrible. Like as good as Brian Ryan Braun is against the Cubs, is as bad as Fat Albers is against the Cubs. No, he's just that way against everybody. I, I have not seen this guy have a clean inning since he's been a part of the Brewers. It is so frustrating to watch and to watch him come in in big spots. And the rest of the team just has to bail him out. I mean, I thought the same exact thing in that moment. I'm like, here we go again. Matt Elbers is going to give it up. Yeah, they had to bail him out. The, the bullpen, and they came in and did it. And um, But anyway. I will say this is two starts in a row against Quintana where we were able to get after him. I mean, he gave up three earned runs in this game, which isn't a ton. But before this, he was just unhittable. Yeah. We couldn't do anything yeah. against him. Yeah, he was well, ripped cracking the code on Quintana, or is it just an anomaly? No, in, in reality, he was still unhittable until the sixth inning. Yes. And then all of a sudden, like, everything went out of his – like, he had no movement, and they had him figured out. It was it was ugly. Yeah, he, got it, a, he got a little wild, too. It, it was the, the – wasn't it the seventh when that happened? 
But yeah, oh, right, right. Mustakis, fielder's choice, Grandall scored. Gamble hit a sack fly, Mustakis scored. Yeah. You know, whenever you look at the box score and it says 6.2 innings, and then your brain doesn't like connect that that's actually the seventh inning, I know. that was my problem. It's annoying. But uh, 6.2 innings, uh, pretty good since he, that's his fourth straight outing that he went into the seventh. So. I mean, you'll. You'll take a start like that every day of the week. Yeah, th- 6.2, three runs. Like, the the fact is the Cubs were drunk from the night before, and they couldn't oh, score. So I Yeah, mean, from their from their party, right? Yeah, they, yeah. They did that big uh, benefit then. This is a Chicago team. I mean, this is baseball. Players know how to play drunk. They've been doing it since the beginning <laughs> of baseball. <laughs> the, the, He's been doing it on the bench for the love of God. I mean, this isn't – it's not like they're going out and playing tennis or, like, you know, highly competitive basketball game. This isn't – Come on, it's baseball. <laughs> so they, but, there are theories out there that that's one reason they didn't win for a hundred years. It's because <laughs> they were only playing during the day, and yeah. all the guys were out at night. Yeah, because you walk right out of Wrigley Field to a sea of bars and taverns, you know. So it's like that. These guys are all in their twenties, you know. It, it, I, yeah, I think that is part of it. But um, so let's talk about game two, the fifteen inning uh, debacle. Uh, man, what a frustrating game offensively. Uh, six double plays for the Brewers in this game. The Cubs had three. Both it teams was a, sc- scored. We in tied the a major league record, I believe, or we beat it. Yeah, I thought there was ten in this game. Yeah, was there ten total, and I counted wrong? Well, right, but I think there was nine in the first nine innings, and then maybe ten total, something like that. I think. I think the big thing here is the resurgence of uh, Chatwood. Oh my God! Four innings pitch, seven Ks, no earned runs. How excited were you when Chatwood came into that game and you thought, "Oh, here we go!" Right? Oh, this is over, and it was <laughs> it was he, far from either, over. Either struck a guy out, or he was sailing it to the backstop. You know, just it was a wild pitch or a strikeout. Yeah, it effectively wild, I believe they call it. But I mean, he he did four innings and he struck out seven. In those four. Incredible. Yeah, it was quite. And you know what, though? The weather was so shitty. I can't imagine it being easy to see, throw, hit. Like, it's just kind of a shit show at that point, you know? Cubs were on their, what, eighth pitcher of the day? <laughs> just and, and, I mean, we had an 18-inning game only, I think, four days before this. So, it's a lot of baseball for us. A lot of extra inning games. The yeah. Cubs actually had an ex- a couple of extra inning games prior to this didn't they they went extras. yeah but you had but you ended it in was, the 10th and both of them correct yeah it went like 10 or 11 yeah they weren't long extra it wasn't in 18 games, innings but, or 15 like this one but they, they had a 15 inning game maybe that was like two weeks ago though the Cubs yeah. did. but uh, it's it's happening more often than i would like to see though especially against the marlins <laughs> like you're like why are we going oh, extras against that we can't beat them in regulation but uh yeah chadwood gets the win in this one but also, like, I got to say, man, I think Zach Davies is for real this year. Oh, he's an ace, man. This is the Zach Davies that showed up two years ago. Last year was the anomaly. He was just injured the majority of the year and just struggled to find control. Yeah, Not- I wouldn't say anomaly. I would just say injured. I mean, yeah, injured. Yeah, he was coming working his way back. Working his way back into it. Yeah, I, I think these guys, the, the year after an injury, I think they're still injured. I don't think that shit works the same. Like Strope. He's on the. Uh, he's in Illinois right now, dude. Uh, yeah. The same injury from last year. 
But 1.54 ERA over eight starts for Zach Davies. I mean, he's proven to be our ace. He is now. Yeah. It, it's it's been impressive. Yeah, yeah. I think he might be second on the leaderboard next yeah, to, to John to, uh, Lester, who's who's got a one Johnny Lester. Yeah, who, who pitched Johnny in game Paycheck? Three. Johnny yeah. Paycheck, one point one six. He just got because he missed a couple starts due to injury, so uh, he just became a qualifier. And now is the and oh, he's the major league leader right now. But I mean. What, what can you even talk about a game that was one and one to one for 10 innings, <laughs> you know, like, uh, except for the David Bodie scoring on Al Mora's double. And I don't know how he got in. Cause Grandal got that ball way before Bodie got. Well, the, the thing in that play was, is he didn't, he caught the ball in front of the plate as opposed to letting it come to him behind it. So that was the big thing as he got it and had to reach back. Well, that's, that's the rule though. You know what I mean? Like you can't sit in front of, you can't sit anywhere near that line until you've got the ball. And that actually allows the runners maybe another step or two before they can, you know, to, to let him dive around the backside of it. Like he did. Yeah. He just got his hand down on the plate, just the corner of the plate. Yeah. My, I was, uh, I was out mowing, so I could not see it. I was listening, and I came in, and my wife told me he did a swim move. And I'm thinking, like, a swim move like Javi. And then I see, and it really looked like he just, you you know, like when fat kids try to dive in the (laughs) pool? That's what he looked like. Yeah. No, it it, it wasn't pretty. I mean, and I, I heard people calling it a swim move, too, and I'm like, I don't think so. Swimming is a little bit like more graceful than that. Yeah, it's kind of the drowning move. Yeah, he just kind of rolled in there and and got his hand down. It was it was not a it was not uh, it was not graceful. But that was an aggressive send. You know, I'd say yeah, we got two outs in the inning. It didn't look like anybody was going to score in this game. Just the yeah, Ern- to get- Ernan Perez homer, and then that was it until the Wilsons walk off. Who is just raking this year man 315 10 homers oh don't worry he'll fall off uh, by all-star break because uh, we don't have a backup catcher yeah he, he's already caught uh 547 innings this season so wow you know he's gonna fall down here soon <laughs> he can't, we get uh, Caratini he can't, and taylor davis in there he can't benito santiago it and just catch every game of the year or he, he did it. He did that last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's why he, his his offense fell off a cliff, and the Cubs scored one run in forty three games. Yeah, he couldn't year. hit for the last two months. Yeah. So, and then in game three, man, it was still raining, and uh, you know this was my birthday game. I probably would have skipped this one because it was so shitty down there. But I I wanted to go on my birthday. And I got to sit with, uh, and I, I don't know if Eric uh, Wheelow, if you're uh, familiar with uh, Teddy the Rally Banana. I am not, but I saw your post on Twitter with the Rally Banana. He looked, he looked pretty sad. <laughs> the sad, um, what, sad <laughs> banana. Did, he, uh, did that banana split early once you got the lead? Oh yeah. Banana split. Boo! You can boo me. Boo you like you're brawn. You guys, you're booing him, but I think it's because you don't know that there's a dessert called a banana split. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> oh, jokes are so much better when they've been explained to me because you're right. I didn't get it. Yeah, Michael. Uh, yeah, Michael. You've <laughs> you've really been slipping. Uh, he, he was a he was a one man banana rama, huh? <laughs> Do you want uh, other jokes that are as appealing? Oh <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but, you know, uh, I was thinking of my, as I was sitting I, out there in the bleachers in the 50 degrees in the rain and sitting there with a guy in a dirty banana costume. And, I, and all like, you can think of yourself is, I wish I had a banana costume. It'd be much warmer. <laughs> Well, it might have been cold, but we know he wasn't cramping because he had so much potassium. <laughs> I mean, but I, I could, I really felt like, you know, I'm like really 45 years, and this is what it all adds up to. Like just sitting <laughs> in the rain with a guy in a dirty banana costume. I'm like, oh, I've really made it here. But oh, he looks so sad. Yeah, he, well, he was doing. He was mugging for the camera for me because we've actually been friends for a few years. He's a super cool guy. He's been on the show before. Actually, before oh. we had you, Elo, talking about the Brewers, I used to get Teddy on, and then he got busy with a job or something. Oh, these oh. jobs, man. Fucking jobs and kids. Somebody's don't, got to somebody either one of them. You know what they say, there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's in the banana biz. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this game, I mean, Lester, I mean, he only gave up the one run. Oh, no, he gave up nothing. Um, oh no! Wait. Well, he gave a. Up. There was one run scored, one but run it was scored. unearned Unearned's. because he reached on an air. Yeah, and so you get the one run, but he did give up nine hits. So there was a little bit of traffic out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, but- nine, nine, nine runners left on base. I mean, we had a bases loaded jam at one point with one out, and uh, you know he was able to strike out. I forget who it was, but. That is some vintage Johnny Paycheck, though. Uh, a couple years, like, there's so many times that you see that he's got bases loaded, and he will he will strike out the rest, you know, whatever he needs to get out of it. Yeah, double you play know? or uh, or get a pop up or yeah, he's really great at, at getting out of those situations. I mean, and he's kind of like a bulldog that way. And you know, and to me, it's like, man, he's thirty seven. Oh, no, thirty six, thirty five. I think he. Yeah, I think he's thirty six. I'll look it up. I keep making I him. Old, keep keep making him older. But like, if this is what you're getting out of a dude in his mid thirties, towards like the end of his career, like you know, and Cole Hamels has given it to us too. Like we were very skeptical on this show that this was going to keep working. Oh, oh, uh, hold on. One of us believed in Cole Hamels this year. Yeah, and it wasn't me. No, it was me. I totally I, – I was looking for Cole Hamels to have a good season, and he is having a good season. Uh, John Lester is actually uh, a full 10 years younger than you, Danny. He's 35. He's wow. 35 and 126 days. You look at guys like John Lester, and I always just assume they're just born 40. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's, he hasn't changed his look forever. Yeah. He's just – that guy has been my dad's age since he pitched for Boston, in my opinion. Yeah. I I, I would have paid anything to have Joe West uh, ump that game. I would just – the stare-downs between the two of them would have been oh, worth, worth the price of admission by itself. Yeah, we didn't mention that Joe West uh, did game one. Awfully, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Always, always. He's he's just a terrible umpire. The players know it. The fans know it. I don't. And the, the umpires union just must be way too strong to get rid of that motherfucker because everybody except for John Baker, our friend John, who thinks he's a great umpire. Somehow. Well, OK, here's the thing, though. John Baker hasn't played in a league for a few years. Right. So I think I think he was good. I think maybe Joe West is possibly one of the best dumps of all time. But when you're 87 oh years old, 
you can't <laughs> fucking ump anymore. Like, like he might've been amazing, which is why he broke in early and has been around for 40 years. But at a certain point, you're no, like he's not good anymore. He's just out there. I have no idea why he's out there because nobody comes to the game to see Joe West. He yeah, but they still remember that strike he called in the 92 World <laughs> Series. Come on, man. Yeah. The only strikes we remember are the ones he fucked up. And, and then no, I mean, more and more anymore. And nobody has a quicker hook either. It's like, it's one thing to be shitty, but then to throw people out to call you out on it is another thing. He throws guys out before the game starts sometimes. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I forget what story I, I, who, I think it was somebody on the White Sox or something that got thrown out. He was talking about it on the radio. And I, I think he's retired now, but like four years ago, he was like, yeah, Joe West threw me out. He was like the catcher and, and threw him out because he said something to Joe. And Joe just tossed him during warm-up pitches. <laughs> during wow. warm-up pitches. Yeah. Joe probably, he's probably sitting back there during warm-up pitches, giving him shit like ball. Ball, ball. (laughs) Just fucking argues with him. You're out of here. Just singing every (laughs) song on his country album. But (laughs) no, I mean, so, uh, you know, Cubs end up winning game three, four to one. Uh, KB kind of put the game away with a homer in the seventh. Otherwise, this one was super close, too. I mean, uh, they were all really close games, you know, except for the first one. I mean, on paper, but if you watch these games, they went deep and it came down to the bullpen, just like we expected. You you outscored us nine to seven. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, the the Brewers outscored the Cubs in the series, but it all came in one game. One game, yeah. Uh, I think a big thing, and I know Yelich, the splits, his home road (laughs) splits are are really extreme. He does so much better when they turn the fans on at uh, Miller Park. He does so much better when they're uh, feeding him the, the pitches from the, you know, the batter's eye out there. Yep. Oh, is, is that is that what's going on? Yeah, they're they're tell. Well, that's why he doesn't hit them anywhere else. Yeah, fans. Right? They there's fans and they and that they turn on behind <laughs> home plate whenever the Brewers come to the plate. And uh, also, yeah, they're spying from the batter's eye. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the light flashes. Love to hear, do you guys have any theories on nine eleven as well? Oh, inside job. Yes, I do. I think Christian Yelich hit one of those fucking beams with the bat, and it's his fault. Yep. Yep. He's a terrorist. People yeah. don't know. Christian Yelich, responsible yeah. for 9-11. But oh, Yelich, I mean, I think a, a, a little, a huge part of the Cubs' success, besides that Jesus yeah. Eagle is having a shitty year, um, and he he's killed us in the past, too, but that they Yelich had only two hits the entire series. And he lowered and his op- of, yeah, and it was a lot of base running errors too. Yeah, well, the other off. thing is that the Cubs ran. The Brewers don't have much luck against the lefties, and the Cubs have everybody is a lefty. So the starters, yeah, yeah, their starters. They, you know, I mean, that makes it tough. I think they sat Kane the first game just right for the simple reason that it was going to be a lefty. Like they didn't even give no. him a chance. Kane, Kane was there. He, yeah, I think uh, so. in the first game though. Yeah, in the yeah, first I think, game, I think he played he, all I three. I think he played all three. Oh, I thought I thought they fucking sat Kane. Yeah. I don't know. No, he played all the games and he got caught twice in a rundown going from first to second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, those weird double plays. Uh, you know, but they they were like bouncers to to uh, first or something, right? And then he didn't yeah. know 
whether it was caught or whether it was a force or, you know. Yeah, they weren't really on him, but just, you know, inning killers. I mean, he got on twice with no outs, and then there you go, double play. So many double plays. So many chances for Christian, too, and no outs coming up. You're like, all right, here we go. Here goes some instant offense and just didn't show up in this series at all. Well, I think that they really focused on neutralizing his bat, you know, and it worked. So, and I mean, we a lot of these people too. He made the predictions. Travis Shaw comes in, which I didn't understand in Game Two. Perez hits that home run, and they pull him to bring in Travis Shaw, who proceeds to strike out, I believe, two times in a row. Yeah, he uh, struck out three times in three at bats as a replacement in this game to the yeah. guy replacing the guy who had already homered <laughs> who homered. Yeah, yeah. Cause analytics, you know, guys. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh my God. Oh shit. You guys want Joe Madden? <laughs> he's fun <laughs> next year. He's available. Well, it, it's yeah. all about analytics until he has a gut feeling. Yeah. So, well, that's it. I mean, I, I, I've, you, do you feel happy that, the Brewers played the Cubs as well as they did, or are you just disappointed that they you know, lost two I or think three? Last year, I would have been happy with this series. At this point, this is just what we're going to get every time we play each other, and I think this has become the expectation. I mean, years past, the Brewers were kicking the ball around the field. We didn't seem confident enough. We didn't have that playoff experience to you know match up with you guys, and I think every game between us now is going to be something like this. You know, this, this, in my opinion, is the true rivalry in the Central right now because – I mean, I know the Cardinals are right there in, you know, right now in this season, they're right there, but I do not think they're anywhere near as good a teams as these two teams. And I'll I'll say it like last two years, I've been like, yeah, fuck the Brewers. They're never like, it's just not going to happen. They have not gone away for two years. It's like, you have to, you can't like, you cannot overlook the Brewers anymore mate you know what i mean like it's been and they've done it with sort of different chemistry i don't know this year is pretty much the same as last year but the year before i don't know we said that they needed all new pitching last year but then they just went out and got a bunch of bats and and that's now for yeah. them and that's been the talk this year too is how is this pitchy going to sustain itself that's why we weren't picked to win the division despite how we finished last year and if anything out of this series i think it's proving that our pitching staff's starting to round itself out a little bit if geo can continue doing this and davies is for real yeah i was continues. just if yeah. davies is for real then he actually he he just bolsters a pitching staff that made it i mean 95 games right like yeah. both teams made it 95 games and the Brewers still had something in the tank to get through it. So they made it all the way almost past the Dodgers. Yeah. Year, I mean, it's, know? it's a, <clears throat> I, I hate to say it, but I, I hate it much less than saying that the Cardinals are good. I think the Cardinals are going to fucking fall off, but the Brewers are just going to be a pain in the ass for the Cubs and the Cubs for the Brewers all year. I wouldn't say that there's a bad team in the Central right now. No, the Pirates just swept the Cardinals this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, and I and we're gonna the Cubs go to face the Reds next, and we're gonna preview that in a bit. But oh, great! Uh, and we have the Phillies, and I think it's rained out today. Oh no, we're up two zero. Sorry, the, right. the game did go underway. 
Well, hopefully it does rain and it's all washed away for you. <laughs> Those well, two runs just off the board. Um, Yelich doubled to deep to, to deep left in Philadelphia to prove that uh, hey, he can hit on the road. I guess he just can't hit homers. Like it's it's harder to hit homers when you don't know what pitch is coming. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when the fans <laughs> and when the fans aren't blowing from behind you, yeah, I mean, really Yelich is a damn good player, and when you give him the added bonus of knowing a you know, a uh, a slider's coming. Then, well, you, know, you guys, you guys got, you guys got to stop telling what Braun the pitches are at Wrigley. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, I, I I'll quit tipping him off from left field. Braun just <laughs> hears boom. Yeah, everybody. You know, if, you're, if you're if you're just really nice to the guy, maybe he'd stop raking. Man. I've been saying that for years. I'm like, stop just, booing Ryan Braun, and he will stop hitting at Wrigley. Well, field. how about we also just stop throwing to him? Every pitch should be up, like, up shoulder height. If he wants to swing at it, then fine. But just walk him up there. Well, yeah. I'm glad we didn't have to deal with him, too. We we might have lost another game if he had been in that in a little bit more in this series, right. you know, because he does do so well. Might have been a different series. Yeah. It was tight. And I don't know. It's, I think it's great. I think it's great that the that a team that plays, you know, only an hour and a half, two hours away – uh, they have they play 19 games and it'll be really exciting all year and um if it's if this series is anything like it then we're gonna have a lot of great baseball to watch you know because you know regardless of you know the how that game was kind of rainy and terrible and all that stuff like these are two pretty evenly matched teams with different strengths and and weaknesses that um line up for some interesting baseball they both have 24 wins Brewers just have four more losses right now. So, are you guys worried about a similar situation last year where you're trying to cram all these extra games you need to play in? Because it oh. burns you out at the end of the year. Well, and and the Cubs have another shitty schedule at the end of the year like that. That if if anything happens to where the Cubs have to make up some games in August and September, we're going to be in the same situation that they were in last year. Yeah, and uh, we've been lucky so far without rainouts. We only have one that's been rescheduled, so. uh, And it was rescheduled for, like, July. Like, it's not terrible. June June 3rd. June. June. Eh, June, July. I don't know. They're fucking. They start with Jay, (laughs) just like Johnny Adamatapia. Who's very quiet. He, yeah, he jumped, I don't follow either of your teams. Well, he's, he jumped yeah. in real hard on the on the banana jokes. But <laughs> but, but but I did want to br- to ask you because I know you used uh, the M- uh, the uh, StubHub link at sunranto.com slash StubHub to buy your tickets to go watch your Nationals, who the Cubs play right after we play the Reds, at uh, Dodger Stadium. Did you get punched in the face? How was your experience? My experience is that when I go to Dodger Stadium, I wear Dodger blue, and I do golf claps when the Nationals do well, and I stand when the Dodgers hit a home run. I don't need to be the person that gets killed in the parking lot (laughs) by some uh, drunk Angelino. Uh, It's not interesting to me. So I go and I, uh, I go undercover. That's how I met the rally banana was undercover. I dressed up like a Brewers fan and went up to Miller Park. <laughs> he, I, he dressed up like an ice cream cone. I shaved my uh, mustache into like a handlebar. Like I gave it the go- the Gorman Thomas look. 
Oh, good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and, you went with Gorman and, and not Benny the Brewer. Doesn't he have a handlebar mustache? His is more. Excuse of like me. A, it's Bernie. It's Bernie, Bernie Brewer. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. It's Benny the Bull. Bernie the Brewer. Is a much better mascot than Bernie the Brewer. And uh, are you kidding? Come on. <laughs> like, he's wearing later hosen and he lives in a beer tower. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's pretty good. It, <laughs> And he goes down a slide when we hit home runs. Yeah, he, I mean, come on. He commutes. Too bad he doesn't slide into beer anymore. Remember when he used to slide into beer? Uh, I remember when I was a kid, yeah, he slid into a beer mug and then balloons would come out, which I would say contributed to my alcoholism at this point. <laughs> and your weird, weird you drink balloons. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I, I guess that's a recap of the Brewers. If you guys want to take off, you're more than welcome, unless you want to stay on and talk about the Cubs. Well, I, I just wanted I'm- to say, coming up next is a preview with the Reds. Here's what we're going to cover. Scarlet, Indian Red, Carmine, <laughs> Ruby, Crimson, Cardinal Red, Redwood, Johnny, Cosmos. Johnny, I got I to gotta stop Indian. you. Caps, Cobb's Corner for you. Indian Red doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's called Native American Red now. Well, yeah. when I was a kid, this is embarrassing. Oh, wait, is it from India? Maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not talking about crayon colors from the 80s. <laughs> Where there was just a color called flesh tone. Yeah, yes. it was white people. White yeah. people flesh tone. No, I'm not into any of that. <laughs> good, good. This, this is the Indian kind of- red was derived from the lead, the red lacerite soil that is found in India. <laughs> well, lacerite. Allegedly. 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 Um. So uh, maybe we should... Well, do you guys want to stick around or are you, are you out of here? Because I know you got a game tonight. I don't want to keep you. You got your – didn't you just win the softball championship? Now you're, what, playing in another championship or what's going we on? We won the championship, and this is game one of the summer season for Burbank softball. These goddamn people live in nice weather. You're, you've already played an entire fucking softball season? We play three the, – the, it never stops. We play 12 months out of the year because, it's, because of the weather so good. Now, guess who's taking the mound tonight for your Burbank Los Amigos softball team? Who's that? You? Eric Wilikowski, Mr. Wheelow. Oh, wow. All right. He's our ace. You know, he didn't, uh, I didn't, I just, this is me finding out that I'm pitching tonight. So, you know, you, a lot of, a lot of, uh, leeway on the preparation there. Wait, are you guys actually playing on the same team? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> and we want to come out. Week. We got uh, t shirts and a plaque. You just seem so confident on the podcast. He's like, oh, we got to put him in pitching. Oh yeah, I got that. I got I got that pitcher energy, right? <laughs> uh, All you need is a mullet. I'm gonna go full Lester in this practice game that counts for nothing today. I'm gonna get kicked out. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, but you guys want to stick around, or you out of here? I'm gonna take off, but uh, I think you guys should have a pretty easy uh, series against the Red Reds here. And if there's anything to celebrate, it's that uh, Joey Votto is only hitting around 206. So yeah, that's always that. a yeah. celebration for all fans in the Central Division. Yeah, And I'll invite myself on later this week for the Nationals. Yeah, preview. I was just going to say that uh, later on this week, we're going to have Johnny back on the show to talk all about the Nationals preview that series for the weekend. So but briefly, I, 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 I circled around. The StubHub link was so easy to use. I went on the link and I bought ticket 
to us for a seat. And then I bought parking through StubHub, and that also was easy. Yeah, I got 78 cents off that. Ah. Yeah. But if enough people do it, I can make like, you know, a couple yeah. bucks. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what 78 cents will buy you? Nothing. A, ba- a banana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On that note, Wheelo and I got a split. Yeah. Thanks. And good yeah. luck tonight, guys. And thanks for coming on and talking about the Brewers. And we'll talk us. to you later this week, Johnny. Peace. Bye. So, bye. So uh, we're going to circle back around to uh, rakes, flakes, throws, and blows and just start talking about the Cubs exclusively. Apparently, this is a Cubs podcast, and that's what we do. Yeah, so uh, let me uh, let me push the little button. So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. You ready or no? I'm ready. <laughs> All right, we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a little more to that. I don't know. What did you think? You've, been, you've heard I've picked up this rake <laughs> at Home Depot for over a year, and you now are like, I thought it was longer. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was hoping it was longer. What else does he say? Nothing. I'm pouring a drink. I'm in the middle of something. All right. right. Uh, Hey, it's official, folks. We are announcing it on the Sun Ranto Show. So it is fact. KB is back. The clutch is over. Yes. He was with us all the time. Oh, this last week, hitting the cover off the ball and not just in garbage time he had the walk off on saturday he put him ahead on sunday you know he, he basically put that game out of you know out well, of well, touch there well a little bit more yeah yeah but i mean the way lester was pitching it did feel that way when he hit that homer well but you got to get through the bullpen right and you know having a few extra runs there means everything yeah it really does and then you know joe might play it a little bit differently at the the back end although he he did c-shack closed that last game and kinsler came in for kinsler has been great he oh, already he really under has. two i mean you know talk about a guy that needed a moment to settle in you know but it, you know he he locked it down after lester um yeah the thing about kb though man he has raised his ops nearly 300 points in three weeks Yes. Uh, yeah. In the last week, just he's had eight hits and eight walks with only four strikeouts in seven games. And four of those hits were homers. I mean, he's got a 320, 485, 880 slash for a 1385 OPS. Like he's definitely for the week. It. Yeah. And for the week. Yes. And, and on the season, he's got a 143 OPS plus right now. So he's just killing it. You now, mean a thousand forty-three? No, one point oh four three. Yeah, no yeah. O- OPS plus a one forty-three. So 43%. oh OPS plus. Yeah. Okay, you got me confused there. I was like, what? He's only yeah. he's only ten points off his OPS uh, from twenty sixteen right now. Yep, and you know, and of course, all those people out there, uh, we hear you getting on us because we've been on the clerch train. But look, he was not good. When he was injured, he was not good. He looked like shit, and he was struggling. Even and now, he's not. He's he's fucking putting it together. Even the woman who sells Budweiser on the left field concourse in the bleachers knows that when he was injured, he was not good. <laughs> now he's not injured, and he's good. Everybody knows. And can I can I give you a my uh, one of my TFCs? Oh yeah, let's go. Yeah. 
Boiler Up said, um, tough week for the Chris Bryant isn't clutch crowd. Hashtag Cubs. <laughs> oh, I, I actually did read that. Yeah, I was like, yep. Pretty much. And that is us. And it's great to see him back. Like, we give uh, Brian a lot of shit, you know, on this show because he's supposed to be the Wonder Boy. And, like, you know, he really fell off. And it was due to injury. He's a – I mean, he's a great player. We we all know this, you know. But um, it's just been sad to watch him, like, lose it for a moment. And now it just seems like he's totally back. A week before he went well, on it, this tear – He didn't lose it for a moment, Danny. He lost it for an entire season. Yeah, because like he, was he wasn't good last year. Basically, from like whenever he got hit in the head it, uh, against the Rockies, so like May. Yeah, yeah, that was May. It was something. It was like mid-May, maybe, like maybe even end of April. Yeah, he he never he never fucking pulled out of that. And I know that you know that didn't seem to be you know a. Uh, a determining factor in it. Like it was his shoulder or whatever, but it just, it never looked necessarily the same. And the thing that I really like about his game right now is he's also walking as much as he's striking out. So he's not really striking out that much. Uh, He's almost to, uh, he's not quite there, but he's almost to the one-to-one walk versus strikeout. Right. Which is totally different than uh, he was in the past. Like, uh, you know, even in his 2016 MVP season, he struck out twice as much as he walked. And in 2015, his rookie season, he led the league in strikeouts and won rookie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so this is huge. You know, um, the, the only time he had any c- kind of parody is when he sh- struck out 128 times and walked 95 times in 2017. But this this year, it's even Steven and he's only struck out 29 times. Um which is pretty much on pace to strike out the least amount ever in his career right now. But yeah. well, uh, and, and he kind of went through a stretch, right? Like that that first two weeks when the entire team sucked. It wasn't just him. He wasn't helping anything. No, he was terrible. He was yeah. you know. No, Chris Bryant was terrible at the beginning of the season. I mean, that's why we were like, oh, well, I guess he's still hurt or I guess it's still not going to be, you know, or it's yeah. going to take longer or, you know, I mean, I think we all were hoping that he was going to come around, you know, at some point. But I don't think anybody was expecting like this kind of tear. Well, it, and that's what's funny about like the Twitter, like people, you know, saying, ah, oh, you know, the, the Chris Bryant isn't clutch crowd, all that stuff we were never cheering for him not to be clutch. We just weren't looking at him and just making excuses for the fact that he wasn't like we were, we were looking at what was happening and it wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't happening for a while. So I'm glad he's back. I'm I'm now. And you know what? He does seem like he's more of a relaxed person out there. You know, like it seems like he's having fun again and enjoying playing baseball with this team because I, I didn't. He looked very uncomfortable for a while. And now he seems to be back. He played a great first base. On, yeah, uh, he Sunday. actually played some first base and yeah, didn't look terrible out there. And he's uh, been playing and left a bunch this weekend. He played and left and then third. So not only is he giving you some great at bats and a lot of offense, but he's killing it, you know, just being such a, uh, you know, a great utility player right now. So this is what you're getting out of a, a guy that played three positions this weekend. Like, that's incredible. Do you like him in left field? I Kind of, yeah. 
I mean, I don't. Yeah. He's no fun out there. He does not play with us at all. <laughs> because because he's so afraid of everybody like giving him shit. Like he he yeah. I mean, it's it's not a Disney. There, there's no montage. Like he's not gonna fucking you know come out and everybody's gonna cheer him. He's gonna get it back and forth depending on what he's doing that particular day. Yeah, he just doesn't interact that much. I think he's kind of shy. But do you know who isn't shy and was a lot of fun out in left field? Ryan Braun's terrible, but Ben Gamel, who's been uh, platooning with Braun out there and left. Uh, you know, he. I called him. I go, hey, Gamel, you're the poor man's Jason Worth. And he turned around and he goes, yup. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. And you know what? If you are listening to this podcast and you are an opposing left fielder, that's all you got to do. We did not rip on him the rest of the game. Because he, because he laughed at our joke. That's all you have to do. Laugh at us once, and we'll leave you alone. Well, probably not Ryan Broad, but all you have to do that is hit a home run and shut us up. Right. But that was a good Raz. Good Raz. Right. You know, and that's not you know, and that's not terrible. It's not one of those things. You know, you didn't make fun fun of his mother or his wife or his children or anything like that. You like you made a joke about Jason Worth, and. You know, How that's good. Those are fun. Those are like things that you can do. Razz him a little bit, but not be a complete asshole. Yeah. I mean, some people when broads out there go to kind of asshole land. In fact, I was I left the game early on Friday because I was kind of just like done with it. I mean, it was five zip when I left and I was like, Cubs aren't doing shit in this game. I could tell right. they're already losing and people are still giving him a hard time. And it's like, yeah, it, it does make you feel a little creepy, right? I, I was getting a headache. Everybody was drunk, but me, cause we had rehearsal that night. And so I was, just, you know, just sitting around a bunch of stupid Friday drunks. And I was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. So uh, let's move on to. I haven't worried about flakes since my oh, grunge days. Remember them? See, now that just took too long. God, Jesus. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's been hot and cold for Jason Hayward this week. He walked off that game against the Marlins, but he hasn't done a ton more than that. He only has three hits all week with three walks compared to his seven strikeouts. Uh, the slash line for him is at 103, 188, 276. For a 463 OPS, that sucks. That's a bad week. <laughs> yeah. Well, we knew he was going to come back down to earth at some point. You right. Know. If if it wasn't for the walk-off, he, he would be all over the Twitter hatred club this week, right? Like, everybody would fucking be giving him shit. Even though he's had a great year, people still say he sucks. They're like, I can't believe what a terrible contract. And it is. But, you know, they... they it's uh, that primacy bias. He was so bad for so long that everybody thinks he's still bad, even though he's having a decent start to. He's having, first- yeah, he's having a good season. And you know what? If he has weeks like this, like he had weeks like this a lot over his first few years. He had, and, he had, but years, he didn't years walk like anybody this. off. Yeah, at the same time. You're right, yeah. Because he only hit, what, like seven home runs, you know, in a season. And he already has, what, five or six, right? I think that was number six, yeah. yeah. Not, I'm not positive on that. But, uh, but the you know, just the fact that, like, when he goes up there, even in a shitty week, you don't feel like the world's over. 
Like, ah, he's just going to fucking strike out. He's going to ground in a double play. He's going to do fucking nothing. He gets up there and you're like, ooh, it's time to watch because something good could happen here. Which happened the other night against the Marlins. Yeah, he's he's hitting the shit out of the ball, and that was his sixth. So yeah, I mean, and it you know it's almost the same as Al Mora because Al Mora, I, I I don't think he makes the Rakers list this week at all. But you know, he had a decent week, and he's raised his average up to almost two fifty. That's kind of where Hayward's sitting right now. Al Mora's a little lower than him, but with that defense that they give you out there, if they hit two fifty and you know, combined for 20 home runs on the year out there with that defense they give you, it's it's actually a pretty decent situation. Well, now that, uh, you know, now that Hayward is actually hitting, you know what I mean? Like, he's not bad. We're, I'm trying to look where he's at. He's at 258 on the season. He's a career, like, basically a 265 hitter. As long as he hits like that, then – Almora becomes the offensive liability, right? And you can have one of those. Yeah, but not two. And yeah, Almora is still not giving you any OBP. He's 286 right now. So that's bad. But um, Hayward, you know, if he's going to give you power, I mean, right now he's on pace to hit over 20 home runs. Yeah, he's got an 812 OPS on the season, which if he were to stay in the 800s all year, that's a great year for him well you know what's for great? anybody really what's great is that your flakes for the week we've been saying positive things about for the last five minutes so like that's a good well, sign and, and it helps that he fucking walk that game off i mean if he does walk that off like that and he has these exact same numbers we may be saying like well he had a good start whatever but we also could easily just be like I don't know, clutching our pearls like the old Hayward's back. He might make an appearance. You know, <laughs> right. let's hope not. But let's we've talk- been given hope. We've been given hope here, though. Let's talk about something positive. How about your thrower? Oh, that one was short. Shit. Okay. Uh, I hate you. So throws is uh, it's obviously it's going to Johnny paycheck. John Lester had two starts, 12.2 innings, no earned runs. He struck out 12 and only walked one in those 12.2 innings. Dude, old man keeps earning that paycheck deep into this contract. Like everybody was worried about the back half of this contract. And, you know, and some of the peripherals say, Okay, he's not going to be able to do it, but he clearly has upped his, I don't know, his mental game to figure out the right ways to to attack. Well, he's, he's lost a little bit of speed, you know, and so I think he's become a much smarter pitcher. He's getting guys out even when he gets in trouble, like you were saying earlier. He's getting guys out. He's only walked eight on the year in 38.2 innings, which is an improvement to last year. Um, he struck out pretty much a guy in inning. Like this is the backhand of this. This is the best possible scenario you could ever get out of John Lester. You know what right. I mean? The, to be towards the end of his contract and still pitching like this, man. It's like, it, you know, it's it's definitely the Theo's greatest signing. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody was hoping that he would be worthy of a starting spot at the end of the contract, right? Like, they didn't want him to drop off and just be there because of the money. Like a lackey situation. Yeah, like, as long as he could maintain that four or five starter position, then everybody's going to be fine with it because of what he gave you at the beginning of it. But honestly, 1.16 ERA. Leading the majors, yeah. He is, I mean... It's early. It's early in this season, but he's got to be the 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 leader right now in the Cy Young just consideration. Who's pitching better than him right now? With especially with somewhat diminished physical ability, like he does, he just can't throw past people. I, I wouldn't go that far to say diminished physical ability you know I mean, it's diminished from what he was right like he's not he's he's i think he's a better pitcher now yeah, he's a better pitcher at, you know as a in the art of pitching yeah yes and that's what i'm saying like he doesn't have the ability to just you know go up there and fireballs past people and and do all that but he a lot of guys can't make that transition you know, and he's clearly made it. And I mean, I, and he at worked- this point, if he can pitch like this, we'll be very happy throughout the rest of this. Contract. Well, think of how hard he worked it to be to be a better fielder and hitter too. You know, and so he's giving you that now too. He was lost in searching for the first couple of years of this contract, so he's a better all around player. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely he's 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 a threat now when he goes to the plate. Yeah, he no, he can knock he can knock it in. He can hit a home run even, you know. So let's yeah, go. and he and he said early when he came to the Cubs, like it was such a different thing because he was told in any game that he ever pitched when he was like with the Red Sox and stuff that he wasn't even supposed to swing. Like he said, like. Francona would tell him, like, no, you can't, you can't fucking swing. Don't even try. So, you know, coming to the Cubs and just being allowed to do it, these guys are amazing athletes. And, you know, it's just a matter of just being allowed to do it and being able to work on it helps out a lot. It does. Now, let's t- talk about somebody that's not helping us a lot. You just put your lips together and blow. Ooh. Goes to to Alan Webster. God damn, he's injured though. Come on. Well, he's injured now. <laughs> he's on the fake Illinois in order to, you know, make room on the roster. Yeah, I don't know. He pitched one point two innings. He gave up three hits and three walks with a three sixty whip this week, a three seventy five batting average against. You know, and then he went to Illinois so that another guy we didn't want could come to the team. Yeah, Russell. It's a shitty week for him, and and also just got lumped in with another shitty thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. I have good hope for Webster. Apparently, uh, uh, what's wrong with him? Uh, Radial nerve inflammation. But he he hasn't been really great all year. He's got an ERA near five, a one point seven two seven WHIP. He's been out there ten times. I think we were all excited about this dude. He's young. Think he could put it together. He's got a great arm. He throws hard. You know, it's just you know maybe too much too soon, and uh, you know maybe it's more Iowa shuttle 
time for him with the options and now he's on the and now he's in Illinois and so and we got um a little bit more bull bull penis help uh cuz Xavier Cedeno is up so we got kind of a a real lefty uh to go with Montgomery another lefty and and, and uh Carl Edwards Jr has returned to the Carl Edwards Jr that we once knew yeah 3 innings pitched so far four strikeouts no hits or walks and no weird fucking delivery where he, I don't know, he scratches his nuts and kicks his shoe at third base and then fucking throws. Like, everything's just a normal, like, he looks like a normal guy out there pitching. And it's apparently working for him. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. I mean, so there are a few players that do it this weird way and everyone else does it the other way. Let's try the weird way, right? It's stupid. No, they, they fucked him up, and now I, I really hope he's back for good. Um, and- I, I, I really do, too, and I and I hope that somebody just finally said, fucking just throw the ball, because that's what it looks like he's doing, and it seems to be working for him. Yeah. Well, and Xavier Cedeno, we didn't really get to see too much of, but, he, you know, he's got a 369 ERA. Nice. In an eight-year career. And he does turn uh, 33. His Jesus year comes in August, so I expect him to really turn it on right around then. But it wasn't in his rehab situation at AAA uh, down at the Monks and also AA Tennessee. He had a 540 and a 2.55 whip in 10 appearances. So we did see him pitch to one batter on Saturday in the 12th inning. And he walked him on five pitches, so that wasn't a great start to his golf career. <laughs> so um, I don't know. We'll see what we have. I mean, he's been good in the past. Hopefully, he's like not this year's guy we thought would be good and isn't. Like your, you know, Dunsinger, your Justin Wilson type. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, you know, it's great. I mean, I think Rosario is, you know, a decent pitcher, but you know, he gets hit pretty hard. Monty is really great as like a swing kind of dude who can give you longer innings. I don't like him being used in like loogie situations as much. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's it's weird to see him in a loogie situation. Like yeah. it, it just seems odd to me because you're used to him coming in in that like what Chawa did, where he you know he comes in, you're like, oh, he might be pitching for the next couple innings. Well, and he did do that, and I, I do want to kind of touch back on the Marlins series a little bit because he did that in the U Darvish start. Right, so, he, it, but when he comes in in that loogie situation, it that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it doesn't seem like that's his wheelhouse. Yeah, and even more importantly, when you use him for four innings or five innings in a U Darvish start, um, he's unavailable for a couple days at least. Right. Well, anybody would be. Yeah, that's... So you don't yeah. have, so then you lose your lefty, you know? So it's like you need a six-man rotation in a way as long as you Darvish continues to, you know, throw up 97 pitches in a in four innings <laughs> <You know? laughs> and walk, right. walk six and strike out seven. Like, it's just insane, his starts. So, yeah, can we, can we circle? You, you Darvish feels like Chatwood from last year, right? Yeah. Kind of like it's he, – he's better than what Chatwood was. It's weirder, but it's that sort of good, bad pitcher thing. Like when you look at the overall numbers and everything, you're like, it's not terrible. Yeah. He only gave up one hit. (laughs) Yeah. It's because like the ball's nowhere near the plate. 
Yeah. I mean, he's got a 540 ERA, which is obviously not good, especially for the money that he's getting. But like, if you're just comparing numbers against what Chadwood was doing last year, you're like, well, I mean, he's two and three. He's got eight starts. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world. The, the, the team is in the games that he's pitching a lot of times. He just walks so many fucking people. Yeah. It, it, he has 33 walks. The next most on the team is Hamels with 17. I mean, does he? It's possible he leads the majors. I am about to look that up. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking he might actually be Chatwood. Yeah, he does lead the majors. There's only one guy with more with uh, one less walks is Brad Keller of the Royals, <laughs> who's uh, who's 23 years old and on the a shitty team. Right. So, yeah, no, it, it's been disappointing, and like, that's kind of why I wanted to go back to the Marlins series a little bit because, you know, coming out of that series, I was not, like, real confident with facing the Brewers because, uh, you know, those games were kind of tight <laughs> against the Marlins on, uh, you know, the uh, Monday through Thursday, for the four games. They it did- is good to see the Cubs play some tight games and and win them. Yeah. You know, like, well, they if should've... they had lost – they easily could have lost all these games that they won. Yeah, well, especially uh, the the walk off ones, and they kind of should have won the game they lost. Uh, Kyle Ryan threw to first instead of home. I don't know if he forgot how many outs there were or whatever it was in that. No, on that game Monday. I I I read up on that and everything. He just he literally he froze. He he had a fucking shitty moment where he knew what he was supposed to do until the ball got hit to him. And then he fucking froze. Didn't know what to do. He panicked, Which, and that's that's frightening. <laughs> yeah, well, and the you know the Cubs grounded into a shitload of double plays. They looked like the Brewers, you know, with all the double plays mm-hmm. in that game because they did uh, you know leave a lot on base. And um, well, I guess not on base if you grounded a double play, but you know they just really kind of hit their way out of rallies. You know, and they should have scored a lot more runs against such a shitty team. They were kicking the ball around a little bit too. Six errors on the week for the Cubs, um, and you know, just having it go extra innings and taking longer and needing walk off wins instead of winning winning it in regulation and just beating the shit out of the Marlins. Like all these games are way too tight for my for my liking. Well, in the one that they lost, they had a seven win streak going in. And I think you posted like it was a trap game. Yeah, well, I, I, it, I, a lot. It of people, totally was. A lot of people posted it was a trap game. Yeah, and and it totally was, and it was damn near a trap series. But they were able to do enough to beat them. Yeah, which it should be not that much. <laughs> right, it shouldn't be that hard. When I think the Marlins have like a minus, they're they're like the last or second last in uh run differential whereas the cubs are first or second in run differential yeah i, I I'm actually looking that up yeah I, I looked that up a little bit earlier because in terms of the reds who uh i guess we should preview because yeah, miami cubs- is minus 91 oh my god run differential cubs are plus 50 something right Cubs are plus 54, and that's only behind Houston, who is plus 69. Nice. 
There you go. And uh, Tampa, it's plus 57. Well, let's talk about um, another team with a positive run differential, but not necessarily a positive uh, record. <laughs> That's uh, the Reds. But first, let me all remind you to uh, go to mybookie.ag to do all your uh, sports gambling. And uh, what what you got to do is go there. And if you haven't joined yet, when you sign up, put in promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O, and uh, they'll give you 50% credit on uh, on your deposit. So go ahead and do that. And uh, let's move on to the Red Series here. Um, the Cubs were 11-8 and eight against the Reds last year. If you remember, all year last year, we talked about how the Cubs got swept in June by them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just so embarrassing. 11-8, and eight, they managed to at least win three more games, and they lost. But we outscored them 91-67 to 67, uh, last year. They just beat San Francisco 2-3, of three, and then they're off today, just like the Cubs are. So everybody's bull penis rested. Uh, now, the, now here's what's crazy. All right. Now I think we all knew that the Reds were an improved baseball team this year. You know, they, they picked up a few guys like Puig and stuff. Um, the, but here's the crazy thing. The Reds have a better run differential than any team in the NL central than the Cubs. They are at plus 30 right now yet. They are just a game above 500 at home and have a losing record out of the road. Pythagoras says in the his uh, baseball theorem that um, they should be 24 and 17 and in second place. Yeah, they. I was just looking at that. They should be in second place. Pittsburgh is a minus 35 run differential and are uh, four games ahead of Cincinnati right now. It's insane. <laughs> Right. And, yeah. you know, and it's I, baseball, right? It's it's the fucking this sport is so weird because you can win. You know, they probably won a bunch of games, 10 to one and lost a bunch, two to one, you know. Yeah. So that's, you know, I mean, that's all I can assume happens. They're losing close games and they're winning big games. Yeah. So and uh, they're pretty much kind of who you remember. We haven't seen them this year yet. Um, they got uh, the, the only change is now they got two Jose's up the middle. So they got uh, Jose Iglesias, who I just want to call Joe Church, because that's (laughs) basically what it means. Because he he was in the Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Joe Church. Right. That's totally a fucking Quentin Tarantino name. Yeah, it's Joe Church, Mr. Pink. And then uh, Jose Peraza is uh, still on this team. And then uh, they're pretty much the same, except for that they got uh, Puig, uh, which is he's a fun player to watch. And then uh, they also got Derek Dietrich, who was on the Marlins, and that dude's got or- already 10 homers. They signed him in the offseason. Uh, Eugenio Suarez already has 12 home runs, so he's off to a great start. Jesse Winker, their left fielder, has nine, but they're, all of their batting averages are so low. Um, I think one thing that really hurt them is they lost Scooter Jeanette to a groin injury, and he's uh, 60 days in Illinois right now. Yeah, he can't walk. He's pushing himself around on a scooter. Yep, a jazzy. <laughs> jazzy Jeanette. A, a rascal. Yeah. So, and uh, changes their pen. They got Zach Duke, if you remember him from the Pirates. And uh, Willie Peralta is on that team in the pen now, too. And they got two guys named Church. 
Because, you know, their closer is still that flamethrower Iglesias, which means church. So Right. So they got a uh, Jose and a Rysel Iglesias. So I'm looking at their schedule, and you are not shitting. Like, they, like, they went through the first part of the first seven days of May. Uh, three, four loss to Brewers. Three, four loss to Brewers. Oh, one loss to Brewers. Oh, two loss to Pirates. Oh, two loss to Pirates. Uh, six, five loss to Pirates. Seven, five loss to Pirates. Jeez, they're losing all their one run games. Yeah, I mean, those are and, and against the division. That's the that's, that's the kicker. Rough. Yeah, yeah, that's the kicker. So, I mean, but they're not a bad team. Like, offensively, uh, the Reds have an OPS over 100 points uh, worse than the Cubs. Um, and that's mostly because their batting average is the worst in the majors at 216. Uh, the Cubs have the fourth best OPS right now. Uh, but the Reds, though 100 points worse OPS, have hit one more homer than the Cubs in three more games. But they have... Uh, uh, the the seventh most in the majors, and they play in that band box in Cincinnati half the time. Um, they don't walk much. They're pretty average. Uh, Cubs are third in walks right now. They strike out an average amount. Um, we are above average in that category, not striking out that much this year. Um, they steal about an average amount of bases. Uh, Cubs are way below average, now tied for fourth fewest bases stolen. That's because we don't need to do that to score. <laughs> Um, and the Cubs have scored 35 more runs than the Reds in three fewer games. Um, Pitching-wise, and this is the why they've, they've won at all, uh, the Reds have the second-best team ERA. Let me wow, say that again. Yeah. Remember the last two years they've been we've terrible. done previews of the Reds, and it's been all about they have a good, young offensive team. But they had no pitching. So yeah. if they have a team ERA that well, that good, then I mean, now they have an average, well, average offense, I'd say, and a above average pitching staff. No, but I'm I'm just saying, leading into the last two years, we have talked about their young players who are coming up who look to be uh, a good offense, right? Like that was the idea, but they never had any pitching. Every time we looked at their offense, we're like, oh, this might be a pretty good team. And then we'd see their pitching and we'd be like, yeah, there's no fucking way. And now it seems to have switched a little bit, which is, I mean, it's strange, but you feel like they're going to come around, right? Well, you feel like they're going to, that the season might even out at some point, you know, and that's what's weird this year is their season's not evening out. And I think offensively, I mean, Joey Votto, this is amazing. He's hitting 206. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. He uh, only has three home runs on the year. And, it, and you know, he's, he's really come down. Like last year, he only hit 12 home runs. So, like – you're seeing the end of Joey Votto right now. He's been in the league for since 2007, and like he could put it together still, and that would improve this Reds team considerably, and they probably would score more runs. You know, although they seems like they're just not scoring them at the right times. That's <laughs> what it is. It's just bad. A lot of bad luck for the Reds. It seems like, and maybe, yeah. maybe I know they've got that manager that they hired in the middle of the year last year. Uh, what's his name? Um, Brian 
Is it still Brian Price, or they, is that the guy they fired? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I was looking up Joey Votto. 35. He signed until through 2023. Oh, yeah. da- David Bell is uh, their manager now. David Bell. But, yeah, so, uh, ooh, God. Yeah. He's Wolf. 35. He's going to be 40 when he's done. Yeah. And that's a that's a rough man. If if it doesn't turn around for him, that's going to be a rough end of his contract. Yeah, he got five more years. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, <laughs> woof. I mean, and I think that they well won- four more years, I guess technically. But it's it's crazy. I mean, and so they've got the best team ERA. It's it's point uh, oh eight higher than the Cubs, who are third. So the, and we could see you know some kind of pitchers duel in in some of these games. Um, but our starters are a little bit better by only point one four, and their relievers relievers are better by almost half a run. And that's you know they're third in the yeah, league. And- does this feel like a little bit like how the Cubs were last year, though, with a lot of these one-run games and just the offense just not playing up to what they needed to? I, it, it might be. I mean, and Joey Votto right in the middle of the, it all, batting two oh six. I mean, he puts it together, and, and their offensive numbers improved to where they maybe were last year when they didn't have the pitching, and now they seem to. I mean – you look up and down, and we're facing you know a couple of their new pitchers. They picked up Tanner Roark from uh, D.C. We're going to see him in the series. Uh, Luis Castillo we're going to see in the series. He's pitching out of his face. He's like number uh, three in ERA. You know, so we just saw you know Lester take over the, the top position. Then you got Davies, and I think the next one is Castillo, or he's right up there. So, I mean, you know, it's pretty amazing like how they've lost six more games that they should have won. You know, it's it's pretty far off from, you know, where they should be with the run differential they have. Um, they've also, and this is surprising from their pitching standpoint, they've given up the fewest home runs in the majors, playing what? half their games in a band box. Yeah, that, I mean, it, in a year in which everyone's hitting home runs, like they're going out of style. Yeah, they're the best at keeping it in the park. And the Cubs are good, good too. I mean, they got the fourth fewest right now, but that's six more home runs in, uh, well, three more games. But uh, the Cubs, they've given up the fifth most walks. You know, you Darvish is going to make sure we stay <laughs> in the top ten of that. Um, the Reds are about average in walking dudes, and uh, the Reds are actually second in strikeouts right now. Uh, the Cubs are average. So that's how they're keeping the ball in the park. Nobody's hitting it. <laughs> yeah, that, that always helps. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it's it's a different. It's a weird year for since. I mean, we haven't seen him yet, so I mean, we'll we'll see kind of you know what they look like. But they're improved, but not really, and strangely so, not improved. Yeah, I really. I mean, I, I honestly, I thought they were going to be better last year, and then they came out this year, and and again, I mean, you look at the team. You look at the lineups the and the pitching's coming around, like it feels like this team should be better. Uh they had a shitty first month. Their first month was really bad. So sweat, you know, sweat it, by it, the they Brewers, put themselves right? in a hole. Yeah. yeah. So did the Cubs. <clears throat> I mean, the thing is that they're playing in a very competitive division, so they might be a five hundred team in last place. 
it's possible this year. You know, I, we, we predicted that pretty much. I don't know. I feel like, you know, the the Pirates are not going to be able to. I mean, they can't hold on to third doing what they're doing with as shitty as their offense is. And the Cardinals suck balls and they're going to get relegated. So we're going to get the, we're going to get the Nashville Redbirds next year. But I just want to point out an individual pitching stat. Um, I was just talking about Luis Castillo. He has 70 strikeouts to 24 walks in 56.1 innings over the course of nine games. He's pitching yeah, like an, but eight. is that good? <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, tell me something. That, just tell me he's good. Yeah, he's good. Um, and then, uh, you know, Rysel Iglesias, uh, this is a little positive news. He's got a – he's their flamethrower uh, closer who's kind of, a, uh, you know, wound up the Cubs. He's um, He's got five losses. Wow. Yeah, so he's he's been out there, and that might have been some of those one-run games. But he, Somebody's catching up to him. 31 strikeouts, though, in 19.2 innings. So um, he's he's still good, but yeah, he's been hittable, uh, but, you know, a little bit more. So so there's some good good luck. He's been giving up runs this year. They're flamethrowing closer, so that might be a huge problem. I would like to know a little bit more from a Reds fan. But remember, we had that Reds fan up one, uh, on one time, and uh, he was a nice guy, but, boy, did he talk too much. <laughs> oh, he was – I I loved it. Like he was on fire. That dude talked like I don't know, a hundred miles a minute. And he was he was so excited about the Reds. He made me excited about the Reds. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, man, the Reds are gonna do something this year. <laughs> Maybe I'm a Reds fan now. Um, so let's talk about the defense. Compare them. Uh, Cubs have the second most errors in the majors, right behind Seattle. Uh, the Reds are tenth best in that category. Um. Here's one thing, and this is, has to do with probably all the walks that the Cubs give up, but d- we have triple the wild pitches, more than triple. 22 wild pitches to their seven with Barnhart behind the, pay- the plate. That's a lot. That is a lot. 22 wild pitches. And now everybody's favorite Sun Ranto Show stat. Red? <laughs> The Cubs, Durr, now stands above 703, but it is completely league average. But it's better than the Reds 695, bitches. Yeah, ever since the Durr became a thing, everybody's doing it now. Like, the Cubs were uh, above 700 and. 2016 did really well and now it's like everybody wants to be in that 700 range yeah everybody's up there i mean you got to get to like 715 to really do to really make a name for yourself in the dirt category now so um the scavenger hunts this game is in cincinnati and it's gonna uh well it's gonna all become very clear very soon what this scavenger hunt is about uh, to win the DVD of uh, 100 Years of Wrigley Field, and uh, that, and a 2016 magnetic schedule that's a little beat up because it was at the bottom of a crate. But um, 
It, it's all going to become clear with the scavenger hunt, and this is all skate, everyone skate. And that is that uh, there's some, all you have to do is create some sort of like photographic joke that involves Yasiel Puig and waffles. You're going to understand why soon. <laughs> Hashtag scavenger hunt. Tag me in it so that I enter you. There's only one person entered. It's Carrie Bronner Meyer right now. She's, oh, ent- she's 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 got a 100% chance to win right now. Right now, she is the winner of this DVD. Correct. So <laughs> get in on this because it's already halfway through May. Um, so, uh, yeah, Puig and Waffles. Combine those two, co- those two concepts and enter the Sunranto scavenger hunt to win a DVD and a magnet from three years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, the weather, um, it's not supposed to rain, so that's good because it rained all weekend. And it warms up throughout the week in Cincinnati. should be the, in the mid-70s by Thursday. All these games are played at 6.40 their time, 5.40 Central, which is kind of a weird start time. And it kind of weird, you know, then I think everybody's moving up to games because these ESPN games have been at 6, which I'm fine with, but... You know, yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with it. Did they finally figure out that there's a lot of people that live on the East Coast and want to watch the Cubs? And, yeah, it, well, just want to watch baseball in general. They would have these goddamn like Red Sox Yankees games starting at like eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah eight nine o'clock. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, going until one in the morning Eastern. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, I like this six o'clock start. the The nice thing is, even at this time of year, because you know it's we uh, Chicago is pretty much right where Central Time starts, so we get um, we actually lose light fastest. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, I mean, like you know, the sun sets. You know, it's going west, <laughs> right? So you right, know, right, we, right, we get it. We you know we get it for uh, you know we get the sun first in the morning and uh, we lose it. You know, according to the time, but uh, we still get like a uh, half the game. If you start at six, half the game is played in the light, uh, the sun, even at this time of year, and it makes a huge difference this time of year, temperature wise, in Chicago, because it gets real cold at the end of the night. So, uh, yeah, so it's not supposed to rain. All these games should be played. Uh, game one, Kyle Hendricks, he's 2-4 and four with a 319 against ex-national Tanner Roark. He was 3-1 with a 327. Oh, and also coming off a, a few amazing games, right? Who, Tanner Roark? No, fucking oh, Kyle, yeah, Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks. I was like, I was like Jesus Christ. Well, I just said Tanner, not Kyle. Well, uh, you said Kyle and Tanner. Fuck. No, they've got Fuck Tanner. Their their ERAs are almost the same. It is bark at the park night. So bring your dog to take a dump. Oh, the dogs the are all Stadium. gonna be out there going, Rourke, 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 Rourke. Rourke. <laughs> There's if you are gonna go to this game, I would check in on your ballpark app because there are a ton of check in offers like uh free chicken sandwiches and La Rosa's pizzas and buy one get one BOGO smoothies. And here's my favorite one, and this is how you're gonna, uh, you know, know that how I picked the scavenger hunt. You get a free Belgian macaroon with a purchase of a Puig waffle. 
That's okay, right. Wait, what? Great American Ballpark has branded their waffles with Yasiel Puig because nothing. Does that say macaroon? I totally thought it was Belgian macaroni, and I was like, what the fuck is <laughs> no, that? Mac- I-, I think it's ma- macaroon, but spelled like French way, macaron. Okay, because see, like a Belgian waffle is like a normal waffle, only fucking twice the size, right? Yeah, it's just like really giant. fat and big. I just assumed like Belgian macaroni was like three noodles of macaroni covered in cheese, but they were giant noodles. Yeah, covered in syrup. Just, just <laughs> yes. like Yasio Puig's bat. But no, it's like... Which is why it, is why it tastes so good, yes. And, you know, and maybe this is the connection because a Belgian waffle is a large waffle. Puig is a large man. So maybe... Um, Maybe that has something to do with it. But uh, it's a Cuban-Belgian mashup. How? How? <laughs> because it's Belgian macaron, right? No, no, no. You just get a free one when you buy the Puig waffle. The b- macaron has nothing to do with the ACL Puig. So okay, they sell but- it at the same stand, and you get one free if you buy the waffle. Now, why Are you want to... Cuban? No. That's what I'm saying. It's a Cuban sandwich served <laughs> on a waffle. Here's what they do. Oh, yeah. Ooh, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I just got real excited. It's Taste the Belgium. Taste the Belgium's <laughs> the name of the stand. It's uh, you get a uh, waffle, they split it, and then they uh, fill it with ham and pork belly, Havarti cheese, mustard, and house made pickles, then broil it. Oh, God damn. See, well, this, I would go, I will go. At some point, to just this. for this sandwich. That sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, I, I need to get there and eat it, too. But this is the best part. Th- this is why it even has anything to do with Yasiel Puig. Because Jean-Francois Francois Flechet, when he saw Yasiel Puig lick a bat, he thought, quote-unquote, I immediately thought how fun it would be to have him licking a waffle. <laughs> Next thing you know, I was on a plane to spring training to meet him and and have him try his new namesake addition to our menu. And he loved it. Well, this is a guy that licks bats. He's going to love anything good, like halfway yeah. good. He's like, this waffle is way more delicious than my baseball bat. It doesn't taste like pine tar. I love it. So a dollar of each sandwich sold will be donated to Puig's charity Wild Horse Children's Foundation, which I assume is just make <laughs> making food for John Lackey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is exciting. So if anybody goes to these games, please eat this sandwich and let us know all about it. Make make a in fact you'll be entered for Scavenger Hunt if you uh because this is a Puig related. Yeah, literally, just take a picture of yourself with a Puig waffle. Cuban waffle, waffle Cuban. So weird. Oh my god, it sounds awesome though. The one thing that gets me a little bit, I don't. I think I'd rather have some like sweet on it instead of the mustard, and I think I could do without the pickles. But then it's not a Cuban anymore. So I'll bet you anything the, the wa- waffles are sweet. Are sweet themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. I'm going to – I'd love to try it. So, yeah. um, Oh, it sounds amazing. So Kyle Hendricks is going out there on Tuesday nights. Uh, last time he went eight innings pitched against Miami, gave up one run on five hits, struck out seven, zero walks, 
just kind of, you know, since the beginning of the season, which did not start great, he's been awesome. Uh, he saw the Reds three times last year. He lost twice and uh, gave up four runs in both of the losses and, uh, like, in both of them, four times each. And he won once, pitching seven innings of shutout ball. Uh, Votto rakes against him. So let's hope this isn't where Joey Votto figures out his season because he's got um, a 444 average in 29 plate appearances and uh, two homers and 11 walks. 444 is not a number you see a lot no. in batting averages. No, especially against Kyle Hendricks. Um, uh, Tanner Roark, uh, he shut out the A's through six. They they were out on the West Coast playing the A's. Uh, he beat us last year when he was with Washington, um, he, and we only got two runs off him through 7.2 innings where he struck out seven Cubs in that game. Bryant is five for 11 with a homer. Rizzo's got two homers off of him. Javi's got a homer off of him. But this is a weird stat. Um, Jason Hayward maybe shouldn't start this game. He's 0 for 20 with two walks, and but only one strikeout. And the weirdest thing is I'm like, oh, well, I Tanner must be left-handed. He is not. He pitches with his right hand. That is odd. Well, yeah, yeah I then I think you can definitely, with the week that Hayward had, I think he's definitely on the bench for this Yeah, game. give him a, a day to just not have to deal with the guy who seems to have his number. Game two... Hope things go better for you, Darvish, who's two and three with a five forty, uh, going up against Sonny Gray, who's zero for four. They got him from the Yankees with a four fifteen, so it hasn't been good for Sonny. Uh, this game's on WGN. If you get a special ticket, you can get a Queen Rosie the Red Game of Thrones bobblehead. You know, is it weird that this dude's name is Sonny and Gray? <laughs> like it's kind of fucking like opposite. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what don't they call that a uh, when something's the opposite? What do they call that? Oh, it's like, it's a funny name too, and I can't yeah, really think of it. I, I always think palindrome, and that's wrong. That's the same forward as backwards. Right. It's a. It's a. Oh, I I can't think of it. It'll come to me in a minute. But yeah, it's 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 something to do with like moron or yeah oxymoron. Or, it's an oxymoron. oxymoron. There, there you is. go. God damn it. We got there. Our, our, <laughs> our, we got there. I'm, I'm not so ashamed. Yeah, so Sonny Gray is an oxymoron. It is. Let's well, just the, go with that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I remember Sonny Gray, you know, when he first came up, like, he was supposed to be the shit, and it n- didn't work out with the Yankees, really. Um, he was uh, selected in the first round in 2011, and it just hasn't. Really, and now he's 30. Like, I always think of him as a guy that got selected, but 2011 is now a long time ago. Yeah, it really you know? is. So it's just weird to think that because I saw a picture of myself this weekend from 2011, and somebody was sexy and no longer the case. <laughs> yeah, well, you Darvish wasn't sexy. That's for sure. Um, although I think that Queen Rosie Game of Thrones bobblehead with the special ticket at this game might be a little sexy, just a little bit. Um, I, I heard she wins. She uh, the last episode is Queen Rosie on the Game of Thrones. That's yeah, the actual fucking finish. Just sets a match to Great American and walks walks away. <laughs> fucking just like da- Daenerys and her dragons. 
She's the dragons come in and fucking burn all 40,000 fans. Yep. So maybe don't go to game two. Um, uh, go to game one and get that waffle. So, uh, you, you Darvish last time, you know, we said four innings, one run, one hit, six walks, seven strikeouts. It's some weird baseball with Darvish's on the mound. Last year, he actually did awesome against Cincinnati, and I don't even know if we remember that a game like this existed. Six innings pitched, one run on two hits. Not a lot of walks, not a lot of strikeouts. Like, just hitting outs. Yeah. Weird. Um, Derek Dietrich is the only guy. Uh, the, the He had to have lost that game, right? I don't know. You Darvish, I don't think, he had a win last year. Well, maybe it was a no decision. Yeah, it it must have been. Yeah, I'm looking at one of those that even on a good day, he didn't have any uh, offensive backup. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Not a lot of starts to look through. It only got he only started eight games last year. Yeah, eight total games. Yeah, and I don't think he had a win. Uh, So so an outing like that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Did he not have a win? Oh, but you know what? You said he four innings pitched. He wouldn't oh. have qualified. No, no, no. That was last time he went out. Oh, six innings pitched. Oh, this was actually his last game before uh, leaving. Actually, he struck out seven in this game, walked only three. So, I mean, he lowered his ERA in this game under five last year after it started so horribly. And this was, you know, four times last year he only gave up one run and went. You know, six innings, or the three times he went six innings. If we can get that out of him in this game, the season is saved. Yes. Even though we're already in first place. Um, Yeah, Dietrich's the only guy that's ever taken him deep. Uh, Votto is two for nine, so not a, that's pretty. nobody's really seen him all that much, to be honest. Um, so the Reds got Sonny Gray, the oxymoron from the Yankees this winter. Um, last time out, he lost to the A's. Gave up four runs on eight hits, only lasted uh, one out into the fifth. The Cubs beat him in 2016 last time. That's the last time they saw him, but they only got two runs through five. Contreras and uh, nobody's seen him. Hayward's over five. Contreras and Russell have singles on him. Often, like they're like one for three. There's like nothing to talk about there. They just—he's been an AL dude for forever. Now he's over here right. in our division. Game three, Q. Four and two with a 350 earned run average going against their ace, the guy I was talking about with all those strikeouts. Luis Castillo, four and one with a 176. Lou Castle. Lou Castle. They're giving up pink uh, and red wristbands for breast cancer awareness. I guess, uh, you know how they had pink out the bleachers last night at Wrigley? I guess this is pink out your wrists. Night, <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, and you know, as, as I was sitting there in the pink out the bleachers, and I know I'm a cynical asshole, but I was like, you know what? It's Mother's Day. Can't we just celebrate moms instead of thinking about like dead moms and sick moms? <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? I was like, it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, you know, like there's a lot of people that you know are healthy. And I'm all for, like, raising money and awareness and stuff like that, but maybe it should just be, like, a different day. Like, let's have Pink Out the Bleachers just be another day. And, like, on Mother's Day, 
we just celebrate moms and wear pink. And because I thought Wilson Contreras looked incredible in pink catcher's gear, I really wish he would wear more than one day a year. <laughs> and if that, that thing ever went up for auction, I mean, I can't afford it, right? But uh, I would love to have his pink gear. It's so great, so yeah. great. What I what I love about the pink in the MLB too is that like there's no set color. Like it's any sort of like it it totally looks like they just told these kids and their mothers had to find like whatever pink thing they had. Like when they play in the NFL, they all have the exact same color pink of every fucking thing that they wear. But they had like pale pink socks, pale pink bill, hot pink t-shirts, hot, hot pink bats, hot pink bats like the pinks were all over the place. Uh, it always makes me, I, I can't help but just think of Pepto-Bismol the whole time I'm watching the game. It really is a little bit much. And uh, the other thing is, did you know this? that Because, um, you know, the pink for, pink for bo- uh, girls, blue for boys thing that, that they do with, you know, the stupid... Um, Everything, yes. Yeah, I was not. No, I was gonna, yeah, the, the world. No, I was. I was I, I, for whatever reason, like the words that came to my mouth was "baby release parties," but that's not what it's called. What's it called? Gender reveal. It's called. It's called birth. Yeah. A baby release party <laughs> baby is release. called birth, Danny. <laughs> but did you know? That um, all children, I mean, you've seen those old-timey photos from the turn of the century where all children, all children wore dresses. Yes. All boys and girls, they wore the same clothes. And back in 1918, in the Ladies' Home Journal, because uh, I looked this up because they were talking about it in the bleachers last night, that pink used to be for boys. Ladies' Home Journal, in an article in June 1918, said, the generally accepted rule is pink for the boys and blue for the girls. The reason yep. is that pink being a more decided and stronger color is more suitable for the boy while blue, which is more delicate and dainty is prettier for the girl. So, it's all and also they had another thing about like uh blue for blondes, pink for brunettes, blue for blue-eyed babies, pink for brown-eyed babies. God damn. Everything like as totally switched weird around as baseball is like everybody has a fucking superstition right like they accidentally fucking stub their toe one day and they they go three for four so they fucking constantly stub their toe on purpose like dumb shit like that that was the entire world back in like the turn of the century <laughs> <Yeah>. 1900s <laughs> it's like uh, oh this baby didn't die because we we dressed him in pink yeah, dress all your babies in pink so your baby won't die. Yeah, it's a stronger color. It'll make them thrive. Yeah, I did hear that. It was it was sort of like a, a red, but I don't think red held well in their colors, so it always became pink. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, on those washboards they used to have to wash their clothes with. Yeah, here's the thing. Dress your babies in whatever the fuck color you like. Yeah. It you matter. like a color and then you dress your baby in it, it makes you like your baby. Otherwise, I mean, I dress my baby in purple and I hate him. So we don't do that anymore. Uh, child services. So uh, Quintana in this game three, uh, he did pretty well against the Brewers. It was in the loss. He gave up three runs through 6.2. You'll take that every day. Um, Cubs end up losing seven zip, though. Uh, in um, 22 innings pitched last year against the Reds, 
He went five innings three times. That sounds like the Quintana we kind of have had in these other years that we've had him, since we've had him. But the Cubs ended up winning half the games that he pitched in. Um, he gave up four in uh, one of the losses. That's as bad as it ever got. So he didn't pitch terribly against the Reds. Um, Joe Church, Jose Iglesias, seen him the most, and he's batting two fifty nine. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, well, it's also so boring. Like, yeah, what a, that like tells me nothing. He's gonna go one for four. It's like it's not a thing unless it's a bad one, you know. Um, Luis Castillo has been great. He gave up zero runs on two hits through six against the Giants with eleven strikeouts, but he did walk five. Oh. We 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 got us one of these like Chadwood Darvish types. Yeah, we saw him five times last year, and we lost three of the games. Um, he uh, never struck out more than five against the Cubs last year. He walked five once too, so he might have some control issues. Uh, Descalso and Schwarber each have two home runs off of him, so I would expect to see Daniel Descalso in this game. I would love to keep winning. <laughs> that. I would love to keep w- winning. And they're eating. kind of spoiling us right now, right? Like, no, they're playing how they should. Started out shitty, and now they're just fucking dominating everyone. Yeah, I mean, they haven't lost a series in uh, over a month, and and this last month was not like a fucking cakewalk. I mean, this red series is well. I should say the Marlins. Marlins don't fucking count. They sucked, but I mean, we've seen the Dodgers, the Cardinals. The Brewers, uh, uh, Arizona is good. I mean, like we've seen a lot of good teams in this last month, and the Cubs have fucking beat them all. Just cruised through it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They beat. They swept the Cardinals. Let's not forget that. We have to. Yeah, we have to say that as as much as possible until they sweep us, (laughs) and then we could uh, ixnay on the Eeps way. So. I didn't know that you spoke pig Latin. It, uh, uh, S-Y-A-I-A, uh, peak, no, I, I don't really speak pig Latin that well. <laughs> it takes my, my whole brain. Okay. Well, uh, I, I'm actually fluent. I got my master's degree in pig Latin at the University of Alexandria in the year uh, 13 BC. Yeah, it certainly smells like it. Yeah, you smell like the year 13 BC. So, uh, hey, we're running kind of a little long here. You know, we had uh, Eric uh, Wheelow on the show. We had Johnny Anamop here talking about the Brewers series, and we going through the Reds. So, you know, why don't you just uh, give us your uh, predictions, uh, if that is indeed what you still do, Cubs Jamas, and get the hell out of my uh, bedroom here, okay? Okay, it's like that then. I was just about to do the cakewalk. I heard uh, you guys, one of you guys said cakewalk earlier, and I thought of my favorite dance from 1923, but if you don't want to see it, well, that's on you. Well, a- I just don't even want to think of you and cakes in the same, like, thought. Well, I do have a couple of butt cakes uh, oh, added into my rear end right about now. I got to cut those things out. Let me give you my poem, and I will skedaddle. This East Coast ML team is struggling. On their hats, a ripped-off Walgreens W. Managed by Davey Martinez, who screwed Sandberg's wife with his penis. And they play in the District of Columbia. Who is it? Who? 
Um, District the, of Columbia, that's D.C. Oh, the Senators. Yeah, the Washington Senators. The Republicans. No, Wait, no, no. the Democrats. The, 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 the Congress. They used Not to be Congress. the Expos, and now they're... Um, expatriates. Nah, we know. We already, we already, you should have predicted another one. We already know we're doing the Nationals next. We already talked to Johnny. He's going to be on the next show. Idiot. Hey, Cubs, can you explain real quick how you got from struggling to double ya? Struggling, double ya. Like that. Say it again. Struggling, W. Columbia. Wait. Uh, uh, no. No. The cl- the W to the Columbia. Yeah. Not perfect, but much more impressive. But than struggling. struggling. Yeah. Struggling <laughs> has got an IN, dude. Holy shit. Struggling yeah. is not even in the same fucking ballpark. Struggler. Whatever, dude. Just, just, just. <laughs> That's enough. That's this. It, it's it, you got to go. Cubstradamus out. He just vanished. Yeah, he's fucking out of rhymes. Yeah, obviously. So I kind of gave all my TFCs um, <laughs> earlier in the show, but I I do have one that's not really that funny. So if you got one, why don't you go ahead and give it? Okay, I've actually I've got two. I know I said three, but I'm going to go two. Uh, this one goes all the way back to because I haven't been on the show here a little bit. Uh, yeah, Kyle we Hendricks, missed you, and, and Lyle's not on today. We didn't even mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we it's been hard to get us all our schedules, you know. Oh man, and my kids are starting to play baseball right now. It is fucking every night. Dude. Yeah, I'm all over the place. Uh, no, so uh, this goes all the way back to Kyle Hendricks. 81 pitch master performance uh you know that that maddox right everybody understands and knows that under 100 pitches shut out that's a maddox because greg maddox did it the most times of anybody by a long shot yeah. by almost double he did it 13 times the next person did it seven this dumb fuck out of the blue it, on Twitter, everybody's calling it a Maddox. He just pops in and says, it's also called the John Lieber. The, and well, he spelled Lieber wrong. Well, and you, you know what John Baker said? He goes, they should call it the um, uh, the uh, uh, Tewksbury. Oh, right. But even Tewksbury didn't do it as many Dude, times no, as not even close. Did. Not even close, yeah. No, he, not even – that's the thing. It's like, I yeah, I saw that that tweet from uh, from Baker. Like, I, I was looking at that, but I was like, wait, what? No. Nah. Still doesn't hold true. I would suggest that nobody calls anything a Lieber. No. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And I fucking called him out on it, and, I'm, and, and he comes back with, like, John Lieber had the least amount of pitches in a shutout for the Cubs ever. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, one time. It's still not a fucking leaper. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's like saying, uh, you know, just regular ass pizza is Chicago pizza because so many more people buy Domino's. That doesn't matter. It's not what it is. 
So that was just my own personal fucking being pissed off at a dude trying trying to rebrand the Maddox as a Lieber. Come no, on. No. Or, I mean, Tewksbury I can get behind because it sounds great. Right. Yeah. Tewksbury is a wonderful name. Yeah. So here's- Feels like you could have that on cereal. Yeah. I love I love putting Tewksbury on my cereal. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I uh, Here's mine. Uh, Shelly on Twitter said, and this is in reference to all the uh, speculation we made about Ben Zobris last week or last episode. Um, Shelly says, something is happening with Ben Zobrist, and I do not like the rumors, nor do I believe them. Because if they are true, then everything good and pure in this world is a lie. <laughs> Hashtag pray for Ben. <laughs> what like, the fuck? What's like, going on with Ben? I don't even know what's happening. So, uh, Yeah, none of us do. We're all speculating. In fact, I did kind of do a little bit more research into Juliana's Instagram page. And I do know that uh, somebody either in Ben or her family has been suffering with a brain disease. In the past, so it could have something to do with that. That was just last year that it was posted about to draw awareness to that person's sickness. Okay, so okay. Well, that I, doesn't I, fucking end the goodness in the world. Well, that, it was, it, I think she overstated it a bit. You know, because if 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 so, Clearly. if Ben <laughs> if Ben Zobrist really did cheat on uh, Juliana, like the the rumors, everybody everybody assumes everything's about sex, right? Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking. I was thinking that Juliana had a uh, a very sexy dancer who just was infatuated by her dark eyebrows. Yeah, just could just danced a little harder around those <laughs> those little caterpillars. Oh yeah, he danced hard. Yeah, yeah, but I, I Shelly, if you're listening, I really don't think it's it's gonna make everything good and pure in the world a lie. If Ben Zobris didn't, or if, even if the marriage is over, everybody settled down. Is what well, I'm saying. <laughs> well, my my final uh, TFC here. It is good and pure. Uh, it's pure hatred. Uh, Mike Angles. I follow him on Twitter. And yeah, I do too. I, he's. Funny. I enjoy watching or watching what he's writing there. <laughs> Yesterday he writes, "Holy Christ, ESPN! Could you be?" Sucking Yelich's dick any harder? <laughs> Video of him running off the field? Really? What's next? A hard camera in the locker room bathroom of him taking a shit? <laughs> uh, I just, I just had to applaud that that level of ranterism there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very specific uh, and. Um, not quite as over the top as Shelly. No, like, no, yeah. I think I think Shelly brought this into like biblical range. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's the show. We'll, we'll be back on uh, real soon with Johnny Adamantopia at the end of this week. And um, once again, uh, thank you all for all the birthday wishes this last couple of days. I had a great time. I love you all. I'm uh, having a, a wonderful time in my life. And uh, a lot of it has to do with this podcast and the people I've met through it. So, um, uh, by the way, did you get my gift? Um, unless it was a like fanny pack satchel thing, which I think was from Nicole's mom, then no. <laughs> it wasn't. Did you send me 
a book? No, I sent you a game. Nope. Okay. Didn't well, come. it may it may not be there yet. They said it was like supposed to lie. be there by like the fifteenth. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my Secret Santa too, douche. No, I'm just yeah. Kidding. Well, I wasn't your Secret Santa. I tried to send this literally six <laughs> months ago, but now it's even more of an apt, perfect gift, and I'm really frustrated. It's not there yet, but whatever. Yeah. In my it, it'll get there, and when it gets there, Such you'll be lie. able to play it with all your friends. All right. Well, I I don't believe it's coming, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Spagog. Spagog!
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.